Welcome to Holistic Wisdom Life, the power of conscious authenticity with my beautiful guest and friend, Jessica Zweig from Simply Be. Jessica, of course, as I said, is a dear friend. She's also an amazing CEO of Simply Be Agency, an international award-winning personal branding firm with offices in Chicago and Nashville, Tennessee, serving clients across the globe. She is the author of the number one best-selling book, Be and No BS Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself, published by Sounds True. Jessica was named a personal branding expert by Forbes, 2020 Most Notable Entrepreneur by Cranes, 2018 and 19 Stevie Award winner for Female Entrepreneur of the Year, and a top digital marketing to watch by Inc. On a mission to debunk the perception that personal branding is an act of vanity, Jessica believes that when done right, personal branding is an act of service, a social responsibility, and a positive investment towards a positive future. When you set yourself free to simply be, you set the world free. How beautiful is that? Thank you so much, dear. Thank you for having me, Elaine. You are just so special to me. You have been such a catalyst, such a healer, such a mirror, such a, a partner to me on my journey. And I just love our sisterhood and I'm honored to be on your podcast. It's so beautiful and full circle. Thank you. You know what I just thought about that? I don't know if you remember, both of us have actually the same life path number of 11. Uh-huh, 11. Remember that? Of course we yes, <laughs> And it usually yes. happens later in life, right? Your full like embodiment or landing into who you are, the authenticity of who you are comes later. So there's lots of road bumps. And I wanted to, to take people who don't know who you are on the beautiful journey of letting the world know how did you come to find your authentic voice? Well, I believe that if we are going to be teachers of any subject, we must also be the student. And, you know, I, I can't validly come on to a platform and talk about what authenticity is if I don't fully know what inauthenticity also feels like. And so for a long period of my adult life, you know, I was living in a state of, of out of being out of alignment. You know, I, I, I give my, my 20 year old self a ton of credit and my, my early 30 year old self, a ton of love and compassion, but it wasn't a straight line to where I am. And I, I think that we all know this, but when we are empowered in our light and fully shine it, it's because we've gone through the dark or we understand the shadow side. And so for the majority of my twenties and thirties, um, I was, I struggled. Um, I, you know, I started a business when I was 26, it did well critically, but financially on the inside, it was kind of a mess. I ran it for seven years, learned a lot of hard knock lessons. It was during that seven year period that I contracted an autoimmune trigger, my sinuses, which you are familiar with and chronic fatigue, brain fog, um, candida, like just a whole bunch of, um, physical ailments, but also was 
struggling emotionally um, and mentally, you know, was basically started my career as an actress, went into entrepreneurship accidentally, started this online magazine for women, it blew up. And I was sort of this it girl, this cool girl that was playing out a lot of my um, insecurities from being the uncool girl in middle school and high school. And all of a sudden here I was in my late twenties, like the girl that could get into any nightclub she wanted any night of the week, skip the line. Like I thought I was somebody. And a lot of that unconscious ego, which was really just wounding, just kind of piled up. And by that time I was 33 years old after I'd been running that magazine for seven years, um, I was sick, very physically sick. I was depressed, having panic attacks on a constant basis. And I was also financially um, broke. I had almost $100,000 in credit card debt. I had borrowed money from my then boyfriend, who is now my husband, to help me pay my rent for half the year. I had to ask my parents to help me pay my phone bill because they were going to turn off my phone. I couldn't even afford $150 to AT&T. Like I was broke and I was 33 and the shame um, and the self-loathing that like came with that all while the whole city of Chicago thought I was killing it, that I was this cool girl, that I had all this success, that I was somebody quote unquote. And I just felt like nobody. And, and it wasn't until I had a full on kind of breakdown to break through like a true rock bottom, um, where I had to get really real with myself, uh, take truth, full radical responsibility for my life. Uh, cut out toxic people, cut out toxic things like what I was putting in my body, you know, certain energy I really took myself on the path of healing my life um, that I was able to really shed so much of that inauthenticity. Mm -hmm. um, and I committed to that path and it, it, it changed everything. Um, it really was the dawn of my spiritual awakening. And I've been spiritual since I was a little girl. Like I remember talking to angels and goddesses when I was six, but at 33 was really this um, climax of just no longer being able to live that in a, like when you're living out of alignment, it's temporary. You can't do it forever. It's going to catch up with you after a certain point. And you have no choice, but to course correct, at least I think most people do. And when I was really able, I think the moral of the story here, Elena, is when I was able to own that story out loud, everything changed for me professionally and um, personally too. And I became so enthralled with the results, if you will, that I saw from being myself and telling the truth about my life and that it actually didn't take away from my credibility, that it only made me more relatable that's when I started to form a business around helping people do the same. And then everything changed. I was able to, you know, scale a multi-seven figure business from that quite quickly, get into right relationships, cut out my business partner. I found you right around that time and you helped me get healthy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's my life's work is to really allow people to be authentic in their own platforms and in their own light. But that doesn't mean um, it's ever done. And it doesn't mean it's meant to be perfect. It actually means the opposite. That's so beautiful. You know, in a way, the way 
life is it reminds me of somebody else I interviewed and uh actually Dr. Jacob Lieberman and he talked about somebody asked him what his what does his daughter do and he said my daughter is a rose and since then I've been using this phrase and I have to say that we're all including you are beautiful roses that are blooming through life and at mm -hmm. first we're these buds and then we open up and that's really you being you in the most beautiful profound way there's no other rose like you right and we all have our authentic signature that's unlike anyone else and I actually remember four years ago you told me you were going on stage or you were going to speak and you said I feel so inauthentic like I am you had a complex what did you call it you called it um yep. you, that's it yes yeah 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 and I thought wow like to me because to me I knew you were in your mastery right and that is really what it means to me to be authentic is to be a master of your own destiny a master of owning your stories whether it's light or shadow and I thought that was so vulnerable to share that and I think it's so powerful because you have such a beautiful way of authentically sharing everything about your life and that was the most shocking thing to me of like wow you just go publicly and say it but it makes it okay for other people to also share their truth and their stories and allow for that imperfection which is so perfect and beautiful uh, to to be part of who we are and for the world to see that and I think that is the hard part for me that I found as an entrepreneur on social media how do you put yourself out there being vulnerable truthful without being as as you said without being in the vanity and the ego which ego is is an important player because you're here to to showcase yourself in a way but coming from a place of authenticity and full integrity and that is the part that I want to also talk about, that it, I, I found it initially extremely challenging to, as a business person, to be able to put my voice out there. It is scary. Yeah, it is scary. And most people feel um, intimidated by social media for that reason alone. And, you know, I joined social media in 2008 and I went to school for theater. And so when I transitioned from theater to entrepreneurship, I sort of saw social as just a different type of stage, right? So I could express myself very easily and it came very naturally to me. And over the course of my career, I've, I've really, cause it's so not my mindset. I can really, I can do it pretty effortlessly and be be myself be vulnerable but there was a tipping point that I remember experiencing at the beginning stages of my social media journey which I, I never forgot which I teach all the time which is really the foundation of our work at Simply Be and to, to answer your question I was going through a really horrible breakup with an ex-boyfriend this was you know back in like 2011-12 and I was getting on social media on Facebook specifically at the time and was sh sharing my pain. I was kind of putting out passive aggressive messages, hoping he would see it, you know, kind of trying to show off how happy I was without him, even though I wasn't. And somebody pulled me aside. I'll never forget this. A, an older woman in corporate America who is like a friend who was just looking out for me. And she was like, Jessica, I want to tell you the that what you're doing isn't, isn't a good look. She said, the internet and social media is not a place to process. 
You have your therapist's office for that. You have your friends for that. The internet is the place for you to share value. And you can talk about your breakup if you want, but not while you're in it. Talk about it in a year from now when you've healed it and you have something of value to offer to other women who are going through breakups. And I never forgot that because at the end of the day, how we get ourselves out of the vanity, like fear of the vanity projection is by taking our phone or our computer. And when we sit down to draft a post, post a picture, asking ourselves, what is the other person who's going to read this on their phone going to get from this? Like, what's the value? And if you're promoting, say your course, that's the value. Cause what you've got is an amazing thing to share. If you're promoting your new website, because you need to promote it, but you believe the website's beautiful and people are going to come and they're going to get something out of it. If you're sharing a story about a loss or a breakup or a new job that you got and you want to amplify it, like how can you use that to inspire people to go after and hunt for their dream job or get through their breakup? So it's just, it's a reframe and it's a conscious practice of how we show up on social in service and still be authentic and still be vulnerable. And it's a very fine line that a lot of people toe and struggle with. But if I were to give you like the litmus test of like how to how to strike that balance. Just ask yourself like, what is the person on the other side of their phone going to receive from this? What value? And if you can't answer that question, reframe the post or don't post it. Mm, that's a beautiful advice. Okay. Yes, makes sense. I so mean, you're chocolate of value, Elena. I see all your stuff. I follow. I open all your emails. Everything you share. I mean, it's you're you're such a beautiful example. And I only say this because people who are listening to the show know you and follow your personal brand. And you're sharing your life, and you're sharing your beautiful face, and you're sharing your beautiful beingness. But you're adding value in everything you share. It's really, really clear and consistent, and branded but authentic Mm, thank you for saying that because sometimes I feel like okay you know I have people that will come in and say oh I didn't I didn't realize you're into health and wellness well I've been in health and wellness industry for 25 years or more or they'll say oh I didn't know you're doing energy vibration frequency so it's always walking a fine line because what what I realize and I'm sure it's the same thing for you as you consciously evolve and you blossom into this beautiful rose right it's never stagnant. It never stays the same. It never stands still. So the branding that somebody has is an evolutionary process, taking people on a journey of wherever that person is. And it's never at a standstill point. No, it's not. And that's the the beautiful thing about a personal brand is it's evolution and you're meant to change. And there's no there, there. I always say that like your destination is never going to, it's, it's always going to be a year out, four four days out, four months out. And part of what makes, I think people shine so much on social, if you will, is like taking people along for that journey. And, and like, are they going to capture every little thing about you? Like you just said, I do vibrational frequency and I'm in health and wellness, but someone might just come online and like, love what you're wearing every day and want to follow that or love that you're a mom and relate to you because you have this beautiful relationship with your kids. Like you never know what people are going to hook onto. And 
if you're being yourself, it's all good. It's all, it's all for your, for your audience because you're, you're multidimensional and you're dynamic. And part of the struggle people have sometimes is like, what do I share and how do I stay authentic and not give away too much? And that's really where my work at Simply Be comes in. And I wrote my whole book about what we help our clients do is really strike that balance of that expert value and what we're like selling and why, what we do for a living and who we are as a person and our personal passions and how do we, um, in our humanity and how do we combine it all into a clear message that people can really resonate with. And I think the point I really want to make is that, and I think you're making it too, is that it can change because you change. And that's the beautiful um, part about, in fact, building a personal brand is its evolution. Yes. And I want to touch up on something that is more important now that I feel even 10 years ago, because the feminine, the creative essence is coming and rising in such a fast pace, right? And it has to do with exactly what you're doing in your branding. And that is why beingness is the new doing this. And I think for women, especially in business, it is a hard concept to grasp. And that is because we're so trained in do, 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 that being can be a challenge. I know you and I have talked about it, you know, even in your on your own journey of like taking the time off, right? So beingness to me is part of a very creative, flowy process. And in order to do, you have to allow yourself to be. And I just want to hear what you're seeing from your own experience, also working with so many different brands of how the beingness is the new doing this. Yeah. Yeah, it's so wonderful that you asked this. I just released my new workbook, which I think you probably saw. And there's this whole exercise I have called being versus doing, where I outline all the being values, which are really the divine feminine values, and all the doing values, which are the divine masculine values, and have you, without you knowing kind of what they are, identify where you lean, you know, what values are you really embodying more of? I teach this in corporate workshops a lot. And most women, when I teach to workshops of women, have traditionally, this is such a poignant question and it's such a poignant answer I'm about to share. I'm so excited to share this. I just kind of realized this because I've been running Simply Be Now for like six years. I've been teaching this for a while. The beginning, it was always out of balance. Way more women were like doing, assertion, leadership, action, going, creating, problem solving, firefighting, et cetera. And then the stillness and the beauty and the empathy and the compassion and the, you know, communion was always like this, like very few women would identify with those values because they're not, we're not trained by the paradigm of the matrix to, to value those. And now it's become the, the scale is starting to tip. Women are actually embodying, or at least seeing like values in and of themselves with those types of frequencies more than ever before. I have certainly been on that journey. You've known me a while. Like I've been in a lot of masculine hustle go mode building my business. And just in the last few months, I actually got like the one in Egypt <laughs> and like the biggest download, like the divine feminine frequency came through me in every cell of my body, changed my DNA like upgraded me to really see clearly as plain as day, as a matter of fact, 
It's like, oh, no, no, no. The point of this life is to enjoy it, to have fun, to be in your pleasure, to be in your play. And that's not supposed to be hard. And in fact, when you allow that in so much more manifests, so much more comes through because you're in the flow, you're in alignment, you're not pushing, you're not gripping, you're not convincing the world of anything. You're just being yourself and allowing and receiving. And I think that I personally think that given where we are in the history of the last few years, like the last three years, 2020, 21, 22, and the lunar calendar, they were all um, masculine animals, like the ox, the rat, and the tiger. 23 is the year of the rabbit, which is the first yin animal in three years. And that makes, it checks out, right? The last three years have been like, whoa, but now everyone, and I think if they're conscious of it or not, most people are not even that conscious of it, but are like ready for the beingness. They're ready for the feminine frequency to be the norm, mm-hmm. to, to go a little softer and to not have to, um, to love this, this healer in Egypt told me, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. He said, you need to learn to love your pleasure more than you love your suffering. Because I think we become kind of addicted to our suffering, the stress, the overwhelm, the doing, like the no time, the pain it is to be a human. No, no, no. This human life, this human experience is so fucking fun. I don't know if I can swear. It's so fun. (laughs) It's so it's a, it's meant to be a joy ride to be in this body. And we just, we don't focus on it. And I think people are just so sick of not focusing on it. Like, no, no, I want to feel good. I'm ready to feel good. And that's your job is to feel good. And you don't have to do much to feel good. You get to just be in this present moment, in this present experience and enjoy it no matter what that is. And I think when we really step into that, that's when we become magnetic. It's when we're in our light, when, when we're happy, when we're in our joy, we, we, are, we, we shine the light, like people can feel us and we become this true magnet for what we're attracting. And that can only happen when we're being, not when we're doing. And this is the future. And I'm seeing it in my own life as well as being reflected in corporate spaces which is so interesting because it's a it's a collective rising to use your language where it's a shift it's totally a shift and I you know with you if I can reflect and back with you because when you were in Chicago remember we were working together and you were totally not masculine just grind and the fact that you are made you've made a decision to move to Nashville which is such a feminine energy and I think it's so beautiful. I'm actually so happy for you. And that's what I've been cheering. Remember, I kept saying, you need nature. <laughs> you need I, nature. Years you've been telling me that. Yes. Finally. So this is so great. And by the way, I'm the year of the rabbit. This is my year. Yeah. And what, what are you based on the Chinese zodiac? I'm a, I'm a rooster. You're a rooster. Yeah, I'm the rooster. Okay interesting yeah I don't know if it's yin I don't Probably know not. It, but I just <laughs> I'm a rabbit <laughs> so I'm now so I wanna, yeah I want to talk about authenticity as a driver for success in the new economy so right now we're, and this is 
such an important time because we're going into or kind of through the recession, the world is resetting in many ways, right? We're going through this massive reset, which I think is so needed because we're going from the very masculine driven, as we were talking about, into a much more feminine. And it does take breakdown of the systems in order to build something new. And this is the part I want to talk about that because authenticity has to do with the embodiment of your divine creativity, your divine creative essence, what it is that inspires. We're all being called to say yes, yes to being creative, yes to expressing our beautiful um, inspiration that flows through every single human being, every single being on this planet, right? So this reset has to happen. And I want to to see what your advice for people is. This embodiment of this authenticity and diving Mm -hmm. into this kind of new economy, right? Succeeding in the new economy. And what does that look like to you? Uh, Because you you do, how many people work for you, by the way, Jessica? I have about 25 people. 25 people, okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. What does it look like? Uh, in your, you could say your, your own universe, right? Because we're all little universes connecting with each other, the micro into the macrocosm. And where do you see that shift moving towards? Well, it's it's such a timely question because you know there were some there were mass mass layoffs at the end of 2022. Um, I had to reorg my company. I let a few people go. Um, you know. And it's really interesting to kind of see what's shaken out by that and kind of what's flown in. Like businesses are not, businesses are like nature, right? The the working world is like nature. It's not a straight linear line like the matrix wants it to be. It's like a cycle of nature. It, it dies and it rebirths and it contracts and it expands and it goes in cycles and circles, not straight lines. And so just remembering that if you're going through some sort of transition or you had something unexpected happen to you, and I really had to embrace that. And I think people are learning to embrace that. And they're learning that the key to sort of survival in that cycle is always staying true to themselves. You know, it was so hard to let those people go at my company, so hard, but it was more out of alignment to keep them for me. And it was more true to myself to let them go. And while it was hard in the moment, it's reaped its benefits. Now, you know, fast forward a few months later, and those few people that I had to let go that I loved have found something more aligned for them. And part of what's really I see working in the new job economy is people really, frankly, I'm not just saying this, focusing on building their personal brands, knowing how to tell their own story, knowing how to stand in their story. Um, You know, one of the most beautiful posts I saw go viral last year uh, at the end of last year was a, an employee that got let go from Facebook, from meta. And um, she, she was a top, she was like on the legal team. She was like in her counsel at Facebook and they let her go. And she wrote this long form post on LinkedIn explaining what it, what it felt like and how afraid she was and how she knew she was going to land on her feet. But like, you know, she was, she was one of those affected and it went I mean, hundreds of thousands of people reshared it It went viral. And I was like, that's where people are going to, what people are figuring out is that they are, they own their own narrative, not the companies they worked for. And 
when I hire people, I want them to own their narrative. I know that they're not going to be at my company forever. They're coming to advance their own careers. And if I can help them advance themselves while they help me advance my business, it's a win-win. And I'm going to hire people who are authentically true to that that path and their own stories. And yes, check the box of the job and can do the skills, et cetera. But I want to be around real people who are enigmatic, who care, who bring something different, who aren't just following status quo and looking to punch a clock. And so I think that is, and, and I'll tell you this, I'm getting, you know, I work with a lot of corporate clients. I, I've been very fortunate to work with companies like Google and Pinterest and Verizon and Salesforce and Motorola and Heineken and Beam Centauri and Bank of America. I can go on and on. All of these companies come to Simply Be and companies like Simply Be because they know whether it's the leaders that are hiring us or their employees that are demanding it, that the future of business is human, that the future of work environments have to be authentic. They have to embrace authenticity. They have to encourage authenticity. They have to empower their talent if they want them to stay to be themselves at work. And so I think it's a total turn of the tides. I'm so excited for it. I think, unfortunately, you know, big, big companies in corporate America and big governments are the places that rule the world to some degree. So let's move the needle inside of those environments with more authenticity. And I, I see it happening in the, in the micro, to use your words, as, as like a trickle up effect. And I think that if you're listening and you're like, how do I stand in my story, read my book. <laughs> um, but it's really, I think the time to be, to fully unapologetically be yourself at work mm -hmm. and in this economy. You know, a very interesting aspect you touch upon, it's about being human. And as we're moving towards the Aquarian age, which has to do with artificial intelligence, and it didn't occur to me to ask you this question before, but I will ask you now. How do you see the integration, uh, because I'm already seeing this happening, of, for example, uh, things like Jasper or ChatGPT, you know, that is also taking jobs away, creative jobs from uh, copywriters, you could say, right? And, and you can use those, and they're pretty crazy, amazing. Have you, by the way, checked into that? No, I should. Yeah, definitely you should. It will blow your mind. So anyway... I'm just curious to see how, you know, we're moving towards the future of, of humanity and having this artificial intelligence that's coming in to help support, uh, of course, the human beings. But, it, it, you know, there is there is a fine line in that. So you haven't used it in your company just yet. Not that not that AI. We're cert we've certainly used um, AI softwares that have helped us with like graphics. Yes, this I is would, exciting. Uh -huh. This is super exciting, which is like also kind of taking away a job from a graphic person. Totally. Um, but you know, I just I I was just listening to a podcast about this the other day, and actually it's so funny. Like I met you in in Jamaica at A Fest in um, 2017. And just, I'll never forget that we like met in an elevator and then I saw you at a dance on the dance floor. And then we became friends like a year later, but I never forgot meeting you because your energy is just so powerful. But I remember seeing Nicole Bradford speak at that conference. Do you remember her talk? Um, she was like a, like a 
scientists, kind of technologists in the VC space in Silicon Valley, uh, where like spirituality meets, you know, and consciousness is kind of meeting up with technology. And now this was like six years ago at this point, a lot of a lot has changed since then. But I remember her talk and her saying kind of at the end, like, technology can't li like live with we we are as a society going to come to a place where we can't live without technology where it's like such an incorrect like in baked part of our lives and at the same time technology can't live without humanity and there has to we have to have both and we have to find that harmony and you know here's my philosophy on on all but i'm just going to zoom way up i just was in mexico with my family and I spend like the whole week with my nephews who are six and seven, they're like pure, pure. And I'm like, in 50 years, they're going to be in jobs of ideally influ influence and power, right? A lot of these old white men and the government in Washington, DC are going to die. They're going to die. And there's going to be new generations that start running, running things. And I think that that generation it's called the alpha gen um, Gen Z, you know, they're, they have integrity. Like they want this world to be a good, humane, inclusive, loving place. Like, I mean, it's a blanket statement, but it's kind of my sense. They care. They're far more dialed in to climate change and to, you know, LGBTQIA, like ex the experience, like it's insane. And I just, I have to trust that the future is in the hands of these young people who have, they're, they're different star seeds. You know this, Alina, they're coming in from other planets to like help this place. So I'm just trusting that like the generations and generations that are going to inherit this planet after we're gone um, are going to, are going to be intentional with what comes of AI. Well, I, you probably have not seen the episode. I'm going to reflect it back to you. Alejandro and I did an, an entire series of different generations and their levels of consciousness. And absolutely, yes, Alpha Gen is the generation that comes in at a frequency of 500. So they are by far, and you can say in thousands and thousands of years, they're the first generations that is born conscious, that are incarnate conscious, and they are going to be responsible for a completely different future. So yes <laughs> we took this conversation uh, no. yes. <laughs> i love it though i love it though i'm like i feel that from my from my nephews you know like they're my closest little chin in my life at this point and they're there's something different about them yeah they're pure and beautiful and yes and it's not to say that all the previous generations are not but i feel oh. that we have a lot more, based on all the frequencies that we've read, previous generations have a lot more karmic things to go through. And the, this brand new alpha generation does not. And this is the fascinating part. So, yes. So I also trust that the future is going to be bright and beautiful. Absolutely. And based on the consciousness, 2045 is going to be a big shift in the human collective consciousness. So we're not that far off. No. 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 No, not at all. So it's coming up. All right, let's go back into, uh, so we don't deviate, you know, from, from some of the questions, but I'm so happy to expand on all of that too. How do you grow your business without losing yourself? And that is really the key. Well, I want to hear from you because that's, it's always a balance act, right? But how do you really grow your business in a big way? Right now you have 
so many people that you work with and still keep sane and beautiful and smiling. <laughs> I know you're finally well, getting health, you're healthy, which is like, you're in such a different place, by the way, I just have to say, like when we first met you, you were so swollen, like you were swollen, you were puffy, you just weren't feeling well. You look amazing. And I want to talk about that because our physical health is also a, an absolute reflection of how do we live our life day to day, right? Our habits, our patterns. And as a business person, it's really key, right? To how do you not lose yourself in the process of growth? Yes. I mean, listen, I've been on a journey. It hasn't been a straight line. I have lost myself to my business many times. And I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a really amazing place right now. And I think it was like a quantum shift going to Egypt, frankly, and we've talked about it, but like, you're going, you're going to potentially get swept up when your business is growing and it's successful and it's fun and it's got its own, you know, passion points for you, but it's, it's first of all, very hard to differentiate. Like my business is not me. It's a part of me, but it's not me. You know, I created it separate from me and really having um, the right people around you. I think that's really one of the things that I've learned over time. And it took me six years. I've been running Simply Be for almost six years, exactly this month to finally get to a place where I have structure, where I have management leadership in place. That's the right structure, the right leadership, the right management that can really get me out of the ray that allows me to create some personal space to be, to have more of that beingness be my baseline and my, how I spend most of my time. I will say you also need a team of like healers. You know, I think it's really hard to figure out on your own. What's the best path forward with your health. If you're not an expert in wellness or holistic healing, I'm not, you know, I, I can read enough on Google and, you know, but Western, I, I speak, you know, with delicately here, but I think we're, I know your audience, um, Western medicine failed me on an epic degree. And, um, by the time I came to you, Elena, I had suffered chronic sinusitis, um, fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, depression from it all for like six, seven years straight. I had surgery on my sinuses, nothing nothing was working. I had been on probably 15 rounds of antibiotics. Um, and no one had ever talked to me about dairy. <laughs> oh, you know, like in, in the, the doctor's office. And so I learned how to heal my body from the inside out with the power of food, with the power of minerals, supplements, um, water, rest, sunshine, vitamin D, um, you know, movement, gen gentle movement, like breath work, you know, I couldn't even, I didn't even know how to do breath work when we first met. I didn't know how to like fully inhale or exhale, you know? So I say all this, like you have to be proactive to not lose yourself in your business, because if you're an entrepreneur and you love what you do and what you do starts working and it starts working really well, um, the chances of you getting lost in it are high. And, and so, um, you just have to really employ people, whether it's friends, mentors, healers, or a team. Um, and also, you know, holding yourself accountable to 
being in integrity with your boundaries, with your time, you know, with what you put in your mouth, like all of those things are up to you at the end of the day. And I just think really, we, um, we aren't meant to do it alone. You know, your business isn't an island. You're not an island. So rely on the people who can really help you stay accountable. And the last thing I'll say is like, it's really good to hang out with people who've known you your whole life or like your partner, like your best friend who's going to make fun of you. Like, who's going to just remind you like this, this isn't the Holy grail of the universe, Jessica, your business. Like, you know, like there's other things in life that you can think about that matter to spend your time with. Like, don't just run a business, have a life. And I think that also helps you not lose yourself in business when you, you know, keep those people really close to you. That's beautiful. It's really a holistic approach to life. Really. It is because everything in our life is connected when we're not well our business is really not going to do well and the last question I have for you what does your day look like like your happy day what does your happy day look like oh I'll tell you exactly my happy day so um these days of my happy day is I wake up around I don't know 6 30 or 7 um I do drink coffee but it's just a black cup of coffee and a big glass of water and I, um, you know, take my probiotic, I get like my supplements out of the way. And then I journal and meditate a perfect day journal, meditate. I do a little bit of gentle Pilates and then I take a walk in nature. And that's my meditation is my walk. And then I come home, I shower and I'm ready to kind of start my day by like nine, nine 30, 10. Like I just, I, I've really stopped being so rigid that I have to start my day at a certain time. I just kind of flow in. Um, take a take a series of meetings with my team with uh, do podcast interview talk to a potential client um, teach a workshop I'm my what's on my schedule lately is just stuff that really fuels me and is in my genius zone um, and then I try to call it like no later than five sometimes I end at four or three um, try and you know spend time with my dogs I'll take a hike in beautiful trails of uh, Nashville and after work is like chill time with my husband. We either cook, we order in, we'll, you know, go out to dinner. Maybe I'll have like a girl date night or whatever. If I'm really feeling um, nourishing and want to be with myself, I'll like go to a yoga class or I'll take a sound bath or I really am trying to like find things that bring me joy and fuel me. Um, go to bed by 10, read a book. I love reading. I mean, like my days are really gentle. Um, and they're productive at the same time, you know, there's a lot of beingness and a lot of doingness. And I just feel so, I feel so good. I feel the best I felt maybe ever. And I, I can say that to you, Elena, cause you've really seen me on the other side of that. And I just, I kind of feel like, I don't know, proud to share it with you. Like you're, you know, I have my, tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That. I'm yeah. so genuinely happy for you and I can see it in you and it's if people really saw you even four years ago three years ago what an amazing transformation you have been through and you are an absolutely beautiful rose uh, and thank you so much <laughs> I have tears in my eyes I'm so happy to see you glowing and healthy and gosh Thank you so much for sharing yourself, your light, 
and inspiring millions of people, millions of people who are thinking of perhaps starting their business, but not having the courage or maybe feeling lost uh, or feeling overwhelmed because we all have been there. I've been there myself too. So I know what it's like to just get absolutely into the grind of things and then like losing yourself. And it's absolutely terrible. So thank you so much for sharing your beautiful light and your wisdom. Thank You're you. coming I, into the age of wisdom. This is I wisdom. am. I know. 41. <laughs> I um I love you. And and thank you for those tears in your eyes because you really are like an older sister to me, like a mentor, like like someone I just have so much respect for. I really um look up to you and admire you. And you have been such a teacher to me of how to live my light. You really saw my light from day one yes. and um it means everything to me so when you wanted me to be on your podcast I was like duh of course and thank you for this conversation it was absolutely beautiful you're beautiful and this community you built is beautiful and it's been a real treasure to speak to them today Thank you so much. I'll post all of the links where people can find you. If people are looking to build out their companies, their brands, Jessica is the go-to person. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. Oh.